Last Sunday, the title of my message is, read with me, to get the best of God. Come on now. Get into the rest of God. It even has a nice alliteration to it. And the scripture says in Hebrews 4 verse 6, be the Passion Translation, it says, the fact remains that we still have the opportunity to enter into the faith rest life and experience the fulfillment of that promise. Touch yourself say, I have an opportunity to get the best of God. I am going to get into the rest of God. I'm not going to miss it in Jesus' name. And then on Wednesday, which was Warfare Wednesday, we, the title of the theme was Wrestle to Enter God's Rest. Can you read the scripture with me there? It says, let us try as hard as we can to enter God's rest. Let me ask a question. If the Bible says try as hard as you can, does that not say something? What does it say? Somebody. What does it what what is behind that statement? That means it's not going to be easy. No, 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 no. It's not a stroll in the park. And that's why you have the picture of a man straining to open a door that he needs to get open. May we not be shut out in Jesus' name. This series about the rest of God, don't do it the way you always do things. Because it will be sad, you hear it, nothing happens, and you see some of us transform. If you say hallelujah, that means you're joining me. So go, say, go ahead, say hallelujah. <laughs> Lead us. It's not even a one-man thing. You can't even do it alone. Because many times, you're going to be worried whether you're doing well. You're going to need somebody to encourage you. Many times, you need to come to church to hear it again. Let us try as hard as we can to enter God's rest. The next slide says, rest is a weapon given to us by God. The weapon is to dismantle every program, every shenanigans, whatever the enemy has said to debar us from entering the rest. It's a weapon to stop the enemy from allowing us to show forth how great God is. It's a weapon. The last slide says rest is an attitude. Somebody help me take that posture. It's very spiritual. Somebody shouting. Somebody. Rest is an attitude. Calm and full of patient, confident expectation. That posture is not posing. It's demonstrating a calmness of speed based on full and patient and confident expectation. It is the best attitude anyone can have. Trust me, it is the winning attitude. The reason why I go over all this is I will have done my job. As I teach you, I am teaching myself. And I'm getting more and more 
into the rest of God and are praying that you will too. So this morning, I want to take it a little further. Okay. Our master organist has gone into the rest of God. (laughs) Come here. You can rest on your organ. Rest is not where you sit. Rest is an attitude. When you go to work, rest in God. Come on now. When you're having your family celebration, rest in God. When you're writing a check, and it looks like after the check, your account, it be like, say, it get kwashoko. What do you do? Rest in God. Come on now. <laughs> when I show you how this equation works, you will be so excited. If you were not here on Wednesday, please go and listen to it because I can't go over that. The scripture in reference this morning is Hebrews 4 and verse 1, the Passion Translation of the Bible. There the Bible says, Now, God has offered to us the same promise of entering into his realm of resting in confident faith. And so we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. I want you to bring up my slide this morning. The Bible says, Now God has offered to us the same promise of entering into his realm. There's a realm. That a lot of people don't even know exists. A realm of resting in confident faith. So we have a responsibility to be extremely careful to ensure, make sure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. This morning, I bring you this part of the same word I entitled, When You Rest in God, God takes over. I like the reaction on that side. When you rest in God, God takes over. For a moment this morning, just help me imagine if God were to take over. That area of your life. If God were to take over Nigeria. If God were to take over that situation. When you rest in God, something happens. They think they shock God. The one who does not shake. The one who does not move. The one that is not shaking. The psalmist says, return to your rest, O God, because you have been good to me. The one that is resolute on God. The one that takes the posture like the lady. God likes it. It challenges God. And what God does, it says, you have done what a man can do. Now you have allowed me to do what only God can do. This morning, we go into the rest of God and God is taking over every area of our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I like that reaction. You may be seated. Listen to the word of God. It says God has offered 
Do you know what an offer means? It's just an offer. You can accept it or not. And you may accept it and still not receive it. In the Old Testament it says, my presence will go with you. That's the Holy Spirit. And I will give you rest. Which means Holy Spirit is coming with an offer of rest. Jesus came in the New Testament and says, I am the Son of God. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. It is an offer. I should know I'm a lawyer. 38 years standing. An offer that is not accepted does not mean anything. And an offer that you accept and you do not act on may result in nothing. Someone say offer. Now, again this morning, God is offering us the same promise of entering into his realm. Let me explain the word realm. A realm is this. Where in this hall, this is a realm. There's a microwave realm. There is a spiritual realm. So we can be in the same place, but we're not in the same realm. Be careful. Husband and wife, you may be in the same marriage, but you're not in the same realm. To entering his realm of resting in confident faith. You know, we have talked about faith, but how confident is that faith? The moment you see the word rest really is a result of confident rest, confident faith. If you have faith but you are not confident, you will not rest. Hello. It says we must be extremely, someone say extremely careful. Ah, ah, That's a lot. Extremely careful to ensure. Extremely careful to ensure God is talking to somebody. That we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. Listen, you will be part of a family. It doesn't mean you will experience the, all the blessings of that family. You can be a Nigerian and you may not be able to experience some things. God is speaking volumes. This is not something we should pander around or tender all over the place as to sermon my pastor preach. No, no, no. You should exemplify it. You should demonstrate it by the experiencing of it. None of us will be an onlooker in Jesus' name. So I bring you the word, when you rest in God, God takes over. I'm going to show you how it works. I told you a story about my daughter, Timmy. How, as a man, when she proved, I was not even there. It wasn't that I was inspiring her, I was kind of threatening her, or cajoling her. She rested in me. I was not even there. When I saw it, there's nothing she would ask me that day I would not have given her. You know, when you rest in somebody, you prove to all the people around that the person reached, the person passed that. She said to them, my daddy will show up. One hour, two hours, three hours, a four-year-old girl. And she was playing. She was not twiddling her thumbs. She was not morose. She was playing. When I came, she ran and just said, I told them. How many of us can live like that? When people say, God, is God faithful? Is God, this is God. And you do it, do it. And God shows up and you tell them, I told, you tell God, I told them you're faithful. 
Oh, shock me. May we shock God. That's what happened to David. I have found a man after my own heart. He said, I will take the kingdom from Saul who will not rest in me. And I will give it to a man who rested me. I'll tell you the story. The day Samuel said, go and wait for me and be rested until show up so that I'll perform the sacrifice. When Samuel appeared to be late, like a lot of us, he started fretting. Remember I told you last Sunday that the Bible says fretting is evil. He started fretting. He started looking at his circumstances. He started thinking, well, I can, I have the the ram and the goat, I have the wood, I can do this thing. Instead of resting and waiting for God, I said, rest is patient, patient expectation. He performed the sacrifice and someone came and said, what did you do? You could not rest in God? It means, oh, God lay. You are not speaking well of the Lord. You see, fretting is not speaking well of the Lord. And the Lord says, I have rejected Saul. Anyone that I bless that cannot rest in me does not deserve the blessing. He says, I have turned the kingdom from his hand and given it to his neighbor who is better than him. How is he better? This is the reason. This is the equation. For you to be better than somebody that is more blessed than you, it's really a function of you resting more in God than the person. I have found a man after my own heart. You know what? I know that equation and I am determined to qualify so that I can, I can experience it. What about you? I said, what about you? Are you determined to qualify? David! He says, I've reserved my covenant forever for David. I'll tell you another thing. At the battle of Goliath, Saul did not rest in the capacity of God to give him victory. So he didn't challenge. The, the fool who was deriding the armies of the living God for 30 days didn't do anything. David came and said, What? Even though all I have is a catapult, I am rested in the ability of Jehovah Sabaoth. That means the God of war, the man of God, the man of war who never loses any man. I am rested in his capacity to use the little thing to confound the great things. Come on, so, someone say hallelujah. One stone. The battle was over. How would David not shock God? If you be God, you wanted to share blessings. Wouldn't you share him better? We have an opportunity. God is watching. May he find us qualified. And that's what happens when you rest in God. God takes over. Rest that I talk about is to be calm and be full of patient, confident expectation. It is based on the person of Jehovah. Just like my daughter considered my father loves me too much. There's no competition. He will show up. 
even till now, any child that has that kind of rest to me, I will do whatever. Even to the point of death to bless that child. It is the highest honor anybody can give you to rest in your person. No shaking, no document signed, no security. Just rest on your person. Ah, God truly is giving us an opportunity. And I told you, I said, when the, when the Bible says, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom, this is one of those keys. It's just not binding and losing. To the point that you can provoke God to take over. Which means you are no longer the person in the situation. It's God in that situation. It's a key. It's a powerful key. Those of you going through a battle, I am telling you how to win the battle. It doesn't mean there's no battle. Confident rest. It doesn't mean they're not talking. Confident rest. It doesn't mean like you're not even losing for now. Listen, there's something called recovery. When God takes over, the loser will recover. Same David. He lost to the Amalekites. They routed his city, took his wives, burned the whole place down. He came. Others did not rest in God. They wept. They were so pained. They were so disgruntled. They were so bitter. They wanted to stone David, the anointed of the Lord. Now, David did not respond the same way. David did not follow the example to say where was God when all this happened. Bible says David encouraged himself what? In the Lord. And David said, even though this happened, even though it looks like all is lost, even though it looks bad, God is able to help me to recover. It says, shall I pursue them? Will I overtake them? God says, pursue them, overtake you will not just do that, you will recover all. And the Bible says, nothing of David that they took was missing. When I say, when you rest in God, God takes over, you experience recovery. As a matter of fact, not only did he recover everything, he came back with spoils. I prophesy to someone that as you rest in God, listen, nothing, God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above anything you can think or ask according to the power that's at work in us. Glory to God. David kept shocking Jehovah. Everybody barajed. David said, ah, even if I barrage, I'll barrage small. Bible said he wept, then he cleaned his face. He said, God is still God. Hmm, somebody clean your face. Mata, Kali is poor. I said, clean your face. You lost something, but God is able to cause you to recover all that is lost. King Jehoshaphat 
was, was surrounded by four kings. A great army come against him. He said, this horde, we have nothing compared to them. It is done. And God says, this battle is not your own. He said, just tell the singers to be singing. You're facing something that can sink your whole family. God says, take a rest posture. He said, don't fire an arrow. Just sing. This battle is the Lord's battle. When you rest in God, God takes over. And that's when I read about the valley of Barakah. The valley of blessing. The only place in the Bible. It says the valley of blessing. They went three days. At the end of it, they didn't fight one battle. They were carrying spoils for three days. Jehoshaphat rested in God. The people that came against him say they have done all the permutations. And according to man, there was no hope. Ah, but with God, nothing shall be impossible. Three, four kings collected their army, formed the unit, and surrounded them. There was no hope. He said, tell the singers to go ahead of you and sing and sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And they were, they ended up not in the grave, in the valley of Barakah. The valley of blessing. When you get to read it, the valley of blessing. Till today, it's called the valley of blessing. Can I tell you something? You're surrounded by bills. I know. You're surrounded by talk. I know. You're surrounded by needs. Why don't you lift your eyes beyond the hills? From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, the one who made the heavens and the earth. In him alone will I rest. Ah! That song says, in him I rest. In him I have my hope. Why somebody help me sing that song? Sing that chorus. Just quickly, wherever you are. Just sing that chorus. I want you to keep your mic with you today. In you I rest, in, in you, you I found my hope, in, in you, you I trust, you never let me go, I place my eyes within your When you rest in God, what you do is you provoke God to release what is called the God factor. There is a man's action. It comes to nothing when God factor steps in. The man's action, I admit, it can be intimidating. You see four kings, our mates, 
their army against only you. You look at the odds and it looks very bad. Man's action. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying some people don't have it. But when God factor showed up, it buries man's action. Somebody on the sound of my voice. As the Lord leaves before whom I stand. This key of the kingdom. God says challenge me. And you will see what I will do. Those, the, the Bible says the army. They did none of them survived. Jehoshaphat ended in the valley of Barakah. Collecting spoils. Let me take a little time to acknowledge my brother. Evangelist Isang. Is that you? This is a great man of God. Help me celebrate him. He's the apostle to the Muslims. This guy is dangerous. He must be rested in God because he goes to the mosque to evangelize. He goes there to debate with them. Some of us, once we see somebody wear a turban, we ping. You don't mention Jesus. Help me celebrate him one more time. Help me bring him and give him a seat here. God bless you. He's a man I want us to keep supporting his ministry. The apostle to Muslims. That's him in the, in, in the blue jacket. He doesn't want you to see him. Please, we want to honor you. Bible says give honor to whom it is due. Thank you very much. I'm telling you. You know what this man said? He said, if we had done our evangelism to our Muslim brothers, we would not have Boko Haram today. If we had converted them, we would not have Islam. But we sat in church, leaving them. I want some of you to join me in supporting this man. A dangerous man. And look at him. No scars on his face. He goes into the lion's den. That's the Daniel of our times. And walks out on faith. You're always welcome in the house. Is this your wife? My God. Uh, rugged man can have five beds like this. You're welcome, my dear. Glory to God. Talking again about this rest. To rest is to rely on something or someone. You, there are many scriptures that talk about relying on God. And a lot of people don't understand that the word rely is exactly the same word rest. Go and check your dictionary. The Thesaurus will say if you check rest, you will see the word rely. If you check rely, you see the word rest. So anytime you see anywhere, anywhere in the Bible says they relied on God, it means they rested on God. So when you rely on something or someone, I'll give you an example. When you're driving on the highway, you're relying on your brakes working to stop you when you need to stop. Otherwise you die. You're traveling at about 60 kilometers an hour, no brakes, you die. But you're relying on your brakes. And that's good. But do you rely on God like that? You know, you get into a plane and you didn't even see the pilot. Look at you. And you strapped yourself and you're drinking wine. Say, like we at the go history. You didn't see whether it's somebody with some jaga jaga here and it's, that is in the cockpit. And you're watching a movie and you rely to get you to where you're going and yet you will not rely on God 
You didn't see the pilot, you don't need to see God. Pastor Ami, we're always flying and we don't see the pilot. But this pilot, he never sleep, he never slumber. He never tire of hearing our prayers. When we are weak, he is stronger. So rest in the Lord and castle. Come on, what's going on my choir? So rest in the Lord. And cast off your care. Let's take it from the beginning. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He never tires of hearing our prayers. When we are weak, He becomes stronger. So in his love and cast all of your cares on me. Take the cross again. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He never tires of hearing our prayers. When we are weak, he Stronger. Everybody, everybody. So rest in his love and cast all of your cares on me. So rest, so rest in his love. Help me put a hand on somebody. Tell the person, tell the person, says, So rest in his love. What can I say? We have rested in a lot of things that have let us down. Isn't it time for us to rest in the Lord? I love everybody, but those of you resting on a human being, as good as they are, as much as they intend not to, they will let you down. I have let some people down too. But there's someone who is called faithful. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He never tires of hearing our prayers. When we are weak, He becomes stronger. So rest, so rest in His love and cast all of your cares on me. Can I, can I tell you? You rest in the fact that you put your money in a bank. You rest so much. But you have not seen the physical money. 
But when it is time to pay your children's school fees, you rest so much in a bank that you don't even know where the money really is. And you bring out your card. And you don't expect to be disgraced. But you didn't see the vault. You didn't go to the treasury. I understand the American treasury has no gold anymore. And their currency is based on gold. And you're still trading your oil based on dollar. And dollar is not backed by gold anymore. How will you not rest in God? Whatever you rest in, good as it may be on that level, sometimes God will allow it to be tested. And that is the reason why some of us are broken. That is the reason why some of us are shattered. That is one of the reasons some one of us are not happy anymore. We have lost our confidence because when we tested it and God moved back from that person, God moved back from that situation. The result with God broke our heart. Will somebody stand to your feet and says, He never sleeps. He never he never When we are weak, when we are weak, He becomes stronger. So resting, so resting is Just a man. If you take the God away from the man, I will disappoint you. So rest in his love. And castle love your cares on his love. I, I, want, I want you to be seated. I'm giving you a key to the kingdom. What it does, it brings God into your situation. God does cannot resist somebody that rests on him. Daniel in captivity some of us a little financial captivity will choose not to rest in God again even in captivity he says I will not eat the king's portion so it does not defile me you know when you are a slave you gobble whatever you can eat because you are not sure of the next meal even as a slave he rested in God's provision when they said they're looking for him. He rested in God. When they were taking him to the lands then, go and read your Bible, he didn't beg them. He didn't negotiate. He just walked in there. 
Resting in the God who made the lions. The fact that he didn't beg. He didn't fight. The message was already troubling the king. That's why early in the next one, the king rushed to the place to say, Oh, Daniel, man of God, are you still there? He said, as the Lord leaves. So rest in the Lord and cast all of your cares to challenge you with a text I want to read. That text is found in Mark chapter 4 verses 35 to 40. Is somebody getting something today? You need to start changing positions. You need to remove some people from that position and put God there. You need to make some changes, rearrange some things. That's you taking advantage of your opportunity. You know some people rely on their job. Enron was a big multinational petroleum company. Enron died seemingly overnight. Please don't put your trust in the Son of Man in whom there is no hope. Anything can die. God live it forevermore. I want to read this to you. I want to read from the Living Bible. It's up on the screen. My time is running. It says, as, is, as evening fell, Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross to the other side of the lake. And you know, he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you a rest. He didn't say go. He said, let us cross together. And so they took him just as he was. So they took him just as he was, as he was and started out leaving the crowds behind them. But soon, a terrible storm arose. The confidence was in the boat. And the boat is only as good as when there's no storm. But soon, I'm talking to somebody, your confidence was in something, but soon, something else happened. As terrible storm arose, high waves began to break into the boat until what they had confidence in was nearly full of water and was about to sink. I am speaking volumes this morning. Somebody, this is the story. Something you thought was going to hold you together is full of the negative thing is about to sink. But Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion because his confidence and his rest was never in the boat. It was in his father. And so frantically they tried to waken him, shouted, Teacher, don't you even care that we're all about to drown? Then he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Quiet down. And the wind fell ashamed of itself and there was a great calm. Verse 14 is a punchline. And he asked them, Why were you so fearful? Don't you even yet, even yet, after all you have seen, have confidence in me? Why is your confidence in the boat? That's why I let the boat be filled with water. Do you think I didn't know 
about the storm coming. I wanted you to find out what I already know. You felt you have confidence in me. I know your confidence is in the boat. That's why he asked the question. If the question were directed to me and, and you today, you know we need to repent. There are some things we put too much confidence in. God may allow it to fill with water. The Passion Translation of verse 40. Don't you even yet have confidence in me? That's what the Living Bible says. The Passion Translation says, Why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust me yet? Haven't you learned? Come and learn of me and you will find rest. For so haven't you learned to trust me yet? Haven't you learned to rest in me yet? Meaning after all this time. That's why I allow this to happen so that you can confront yourself. He that looks into the eternal law of liberty and finds out and when he sees what manner of man he is in the reflective image that he sees of himself and goes away and does nothing is a compound fool. That's why we need to repent. The Amplified Version says, Do you still have no faith and confidence in me? How come I was asleep and I am with you? The AMPC, Amplified Classic, says, How is it that you have no faith, no firmly relying trust in me? How is it? I like those words. How is it? How? How? How is it that you still have no evidential faith? The firm relying trust. The word rely is rest. The faith that rests on the fact that he is with me. He will never leave nor forsake me. But to the centurion, who was a Roman citizen, who was not Jewish, the centurion had a problem. His servant was sick unto death. And the centurion sent word to the Lord Jesus. And Jesus was saying, let me come to you. I said, no, no, you don't need to come. The kind of person you are, the greatness of your, of your, of your authority, just speak the word and it shall be well. And this is the response of Jesus. Contrary or contrasting against his so-called disciples and apostles. Matthew 8 verse 10, the message Bible to the centurion. The Bible says, taking aback, Jesus said, I'm yet to come across this kind of simple trust in Israel. The very people who are supposed to know all about God and how God works. I have not found amongst them the very people who are supposed to know. I want to challenge you this morning. Are you not supposed to know? Are you not supposed to act? Are you not supposed to trust? Are you not supposed to rest? I said you can enter a plane. 
that is owned by a company you don't know. You don't even been to the boardroom. You can sit there, put your, sometimes your whole family, you sit in a plane, you have not even seen the pilot. You don't even know whether the pilot is on drugs. You don't even know whether he has epilepsy. And you're traveling. I flew from Doha to Houston 16 hours. But my rest was not in the plane. But many times, we shame God. We rest on things that mean nothing. And God is saying, you have offended me. But you can turn it around today. So trust, so rest in the Lord. And cast all of your cares on me. I want to finally bring it home. If you're here... And a system you're resting upon, a person you're resting upon, they have broken your heart. Please forgive because they're only human. You were giving to a person what only God is entitled to. If you repent, God, to whom nothing shall be possible, can change the heart of the king and direct it in your direction because now you have set the right order of seniority. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9a I'm going to read from the Living Bible. This is how it works. It says, For the eyes of the Lord Listen carefully. Don't listen to me with familiarity. Listen like you want to learn something. For the eyes of the Lord search back and forth across the whole earth. Looking for people. Looking for people whose hearts are perfect towards him. Perfectly rested in him. That's what it means. It's not perfect in you never sin. Everybody sins. You get it all right. Nothing. Perfectly rested in him. So, for the eyes of the Lord, non-stop, keep searching, looking for people whose hearts are perfect. Not their acts. Not their actions. Whose hearts are perfect towards him. Because it is in your heart you rest in matter. It is your heart that you rest on God. It says so that he can show his great power in helping that is the equation. If you rest your heart on him. He's already looking. And there's so few people. That he's bound to find you very quickly. To respond to it. In a way of using not power. His great power. In helping them. No wonder the lions could do nothing. To Daniel. No wonder the seven times hotter fiery furnace. Could not consume the three Hebrew children. No wonder the size and the, and the fighting skills of Goliath was not going to touch even one hair on David's body. I could go on and on and on. God's eyes searching to and fro, grace assembly. Looking for people whose hearts are rested so that he can unleash the God factor which is his great power in helping them. I want you to stand this morning.
I want you to close your eyes. I want you to decide. Are you going to rest on God now? Do you now understand or don't you now understand why things have gone the way they went? Will you not now turn to God and have your heart perfect before him so he can use his great power in helping you as well? Bow your heads in prayer. Talk to God. Repentance is in order this morning. Gratitude is in order this morning. Lord, I thank you. You've brought me clear word and instruction. You've given me direction. The word of your light, the light of your word has shown on my path. I know how to move forward. And for those that agitation and fretting has shaped your world. You're always trying one thing or the other. You're always jumping. You can't sleep anymore. You're always running from pillar to post. The hymn says, be still my soul. In the midst of all of it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, if you will just negotiate with us. He says, no. My God is able. Be still my soul. Thy God that undertake. To guide the future as he has. Be still my soul. Thy God that undertakes. I hope I Both the present and the future. Let nothing shake. I hope thy confidence let nothing shake. All now mysterious. Yes, yes. It shall, shall be bright. Be bright at last. Be still my soul. The ways and weeds His voice who ruled them while he dwell below. In you I rest, in you I found my hope, in you I
to give me the tune on a, on the keyboard. I want to make a call this morning. Are you in church this morning? And it looks like all the words that I speak are echoing in your head. Are you feeling this is a story of my life? Are you feeling the Holy Spirit saying this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ? Or to be reconciled back to God? Because you drifted away and you lost your rest. And now life is full of unrest and uncertainties and anxieties and you're fretting, running from pillar to post. If you're that person, I want you to come towards me. I want to pray with you. Don't waste any time. It's an opportunity. The door of opportunity will not remain open. It's always a swing door. It shuts shortly after. Please come. If you put your hope in a person, you put your trust in a system, it failed you, and life seems like that's crashed. I, I want you to come. I just want to pray with you. God knows. The rest of you can sing that song. In you. of the Lord that drew you to the altar of the Lord. In the drawing, may the Lord meet you at the point of your need. May the Lord accept your heart of repentance. Grant you salvation that will never need to be repented of. May the Lord restore you to the place. And may you, like David, recover all that was lost. May you enter through the door into the rest of God. May the God factor begin to change the trajectory of your life and your experience. May this experience draw you so close to the Lord and let it remain so the rest of the days of your life. Thank you, Father Lord, for so it is. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please rise. It is well with you. Help me rejoice over their lives. Help me rejoice in God over their lives.
Before I go, I want to tell you on Wednesday, we're going to continue in how, after you get into the rest, how to maintain your rest. Because it's not a one-touch thing. Many things are going to try to dislodge your rest. They're the do's. They're the things to watch out for. One of the things I said today is, you can't do it alone. Surround yourself with people that will encourage you to remain rested. On Wednesday, I look forward to seeing you. We're going to have a great time. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. When you rest in God, God takes over. I look forward to your testimony of when God takes over. Amen. I already feel your testimony. I'm already thinking about your testimony.